And then with women in, in um, premenopause, there's a lot of like physical symptoms mm-hmm. that are presenting themselves, right? It was like brain fog, anxiety, mm-hmm. uh, like poor sleep, sleep disturbances, stuff mm-hmm. like that, weight gain um, specifically. And those can all be tied back to a lot of the same, like the worthiness that I'm not good enough. Um, yeah. yeah. What's up, sisters? Welcome to the Period Whisperer podcast. I'm Bria. I'm your host. If you're new, I'm so happy you are here. I'm your perimenopause and menopause sister, your holistic trainer, hormone specialist, translator of your female body. I'm a recovering people pleaser and hustle addict turned body whisperer and hormone decoder. And I am here to help you de-stress your body, decode what it is saying, become the CEO of it, and own your own health, energy, and weight loss again. This show is for you, the overwhelmed, overworked, underappreciated step woman who dreams of a body they feel strong, energetic, and sane in. The woman who knows that she shouldn't just wave the white aging flag and believes in a body and life of peace, love, and purpose. But you don't just know how to get there yet. So if you are stuck in your body, your energy, your life, you are in the right spot. Let's lean in and learn what our bodies are saying to us. Hey, hey, sisters. Are you aware of any self-sabotage cycles that you may have? Before I lost myself deep in the hormonal chaos of my own perimenopause, I used to have this cycle where I would mentally commit to myself on a Sunday night or at the beginning of a month or even new year where I would make all of these plans to go out like all out on a fitness program and nutrition plan and work goals and life goals all surrounding the amazing human I wanted to be. I would set my alarm for 4.30 a.m. and then go, go, go all day, ignoring the needs of my body to accomplish my goals. And without fail, by Thursday, I would be so burnt out that I would land myself deep in a bag of chocolate chips in the pantry And following that up with a good stomach ache and the ensuing shame that kind of came with it, rinse and repeat. You know, for me, my hustle addiction ran deep as a key player in my self-sabotage cycle. And although I have since learned that the monthly shifting of our hormones can really play a role, um, and of course, understanding and honoring these can play make a huge difference in our ability to be consistent towards our goals. After working with thousands of women on, on this, I know that it isn't just our hormones. Sometimes it's our subconscious reprogramming. So I don't know if you can relate to that. If you can, I hope that you hit me up, you know, snapshot this and send a message. Sometimes like it's just an overwhelming cycle that we get stuck in. So does anyone else have a self-sabotage cycle? This is why I'm so excited to interview a very exceptional human today to talk more about this self-sabotage cycle and how to heal. Are you ready? Our guest today is Julie Costa, a certified master clinical hypnotherapist and trainer and the founder of Anchored Coaching Certification Program. As a coach and hypnotherapist, Julie helps you achieve your goals quicker and faster with hypnosis and subconscious reprogramming. As an NLP trainer, Julie teaches, trains, and certifies you in the transformative mindset tools that she uses with clients so that you can pair them with your incredible expertise and skills to help your clients achieve their goals quicker and faster. I mean, pretty cool, right? So welcome, Julie. I'm so excited to have this conversation with you today. Hello. I'm so excited, too. I get very jazzed to talk about all of the things. 
Yeah, it's what a fascinating topic. We were we were just kind of talking before we hit record here. Um, that like I don't know too much about it, but let's start. Let's start with you. How did you even get into hypnotherapy? Great question. So if you would have told me a couple of years ago, like this is the area, like this is what I would be doing, I would say you are crazy. Um, because I also didn't know what it was uh not too long ago, a couple of years ago. So I was uh business coaching. I've been business coaching for quite some time. And I think like many people or entrepreneurs or coaches, we can get caught up very easily in that trap of like comparisonitis and like seeing what other people are doing online and that was definitely like running the show in my head of like, oh my God, I'm seeing so-and-so do it. Like, why can't I get there? Like, why can't I grow my business to that extent? And I was very much like trapped in the comparisonitis and like not being, not being good enough. And I ran myself to the ground. I mean, I got severely burnt out. So I was resonating a lot with uh, some of your story. Mm. <laughs> I got severely burnt out, um, depressed, high levels of anxiety, overwhelm, and something needed to shift. And it wasn't, what I was used to, which was investing in another like business coach or another like business strategy to help me in my business. I happened to stumble upon this like personal, it appeared to me to be a personal development program. And I was like, this actually sounds exactly what I need right now. Mm. But I did invest in a mastermind prior that was just about to start. So I was like, okay, I can't do it right now. But you know, when the time comes, I'm going to look into it next year. But lo and behold, in that mastermind, you got, um, appointed, I guess you could say, like you, you got a one-on-one coach, like an accountability coach. And that one-on-one coach was the founder of that program that I, Whoa, that feels like kismet. That's crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I love when that happens. So I, I got to know her obviously a lot more. And then, um, it wasn't too long after where I actually, I joined the program, but it was a certification program. So I didn't, I was going into more so work on personal development and, learning more about subconscious reprogramming while at the same time, I was also getting certified in hypnotherapy, like NLP, neuro-linguistic programming, tapping. Um, And so throughout that time, I had a lot of personal shifts, a lot of professional shifts. And then it kind of just went, okay, I'm going to like move into this next level, which is like master practitioner training. And I started taking my business coaching clients and like using all the tools on them. Um, And then I remember after master practitioner training, because at this point I'd kind of like stepped more into the role of hypnotherapist because that's the modality that like really just changed the game for me. I was, um, I was a business coach and I was like, well, do I just go full in on hypnotherapy? And I was like, Oh, do I, do I? And Mm -hmm. I finally did. And it was just a game changer. But Mm -hmm. after practitioner training, um, trainers training was next. And that's where you get certified to teach and train others. And I was like, oh, why would I need that? Like, why would I do that? So I didn't sign up right away, but then people started asking me about teaching them and training them. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm meant to do this training too. Wow. So it all happened like really fast, but it's been the most rewarding hmm. because I kind of went from talking about like followers on Instagram, which I get it. Like we all want to grow. But a lot of it felt very like um, lacked very little substance, to be honest. And now I actually get to be in these conversations with people that are just like really deep and like really supportive and impacting their lives in a very different way. So like, I love the work. It's like completely shifted me and who I am. And now I get to do it with others, which is really cool. Oh, yeah, that's so I love hearing that. And I love just hearing your journey, because I know a lot of the women that listen to this podcast are high achievers. So whether mm-hmm. they run a business or whether they 
you know, have big careers. They have a lot going on and they have goals and dreams and that, that, that feeling of stuckness that we can get, or we were, you know, talked about comparisonitis or, or imposter syndrome, like it runs deep. So to understand that, you know, there are modalities that can help support that. And it's not just another strategy that you need, um, is so, so valuable. So thanks for sharing your part of it. Yeah, um, I, ha- I feel like I have to be like, I'm going to be very real with you and share that like my experience with hypnosis, like pretty much dates back to elementary school, where I think there was like an assembly or like a fun day where they brought in a hypnotist. And you know, like a bunch of kids who got picked out of the crowd were up on the stage. Yeah, <laughs> And some it didn't matter with, but a lot of them did really funny, silly things. And although I've heard about it a little bit over the years, and I have a deep belief in subconscious reprogramming, I don't know too much about it. So can we talk about hypnotherapy, what it is, what it isn't, like how it works? Yes. So absolutely. So when I typically meet with people or share about it, I will add like, what have you heard about it or what's your experience? <laughs> and that's always what comes up. Really? Was, oh, there was this show yeah. uh, or I grew up in Massachusetts and, and there was like an adult hypnotist show as well. And Ooh, so I think it's it adult? <laughs> so it was called the R-rated hypnotist. And <gasps> so he would, not that anybody was doing anything like bad but like his like language was obviously tailored okay. to more an r-rated <laughs> community versus children at an elementary school um clarify some things but like. it was like yeah it was like a com- it was a comedy show it was a comedy show with like r-rated language and um it, it's gotten a bad rap because of that because that's just what we've seen and so when we see that we perceived it to be I'm going to be made to do silly things like Mm -hmm. bark like a dog, quack like a chicken, or I'm going to be made to do things I don't want to do. And so those are the two biggest things that typically come up for people. And so in a nutshell, what I always like to say, what hypnotherapy or, or what hypnosis is, is it's a relaxed state. And we all tend to go into different levels of hypnosis actually several times a day without realizing it when you're kind of like deeply lost in the scroll on Instagram or you're daydreaming um, or you're watching TV and all of a sudden the show's like over, like we can go into them really easily. But what hypnosis is, is it's, there's the two parts of the mind, right? We're getting the conscious mind, the like analytical, logical ego to like quiet down and take a back seat. We're relaxing that part of your mind Mm -hmm. so that we can get into and work with the subconscious. So it's really getting you to this deep state of relaxation. So we can like check your ego out the door. (laughs) That's really what it is in a nutshell. It's a state of relaxation. Yeah. That's a great nutshell because I think like, it's almost like if we're all going to shift into these little pockets, like let's use them for good and not evil. (laughs) You know, that's what it sounds like to me. Yes. And just to be clear too, with those myths. So when it comes to working with the subconscious mind, it uh, is highly moral and it's highly ethical. So there's no way you could ever be made to do something against your will um, or just like do things you don't want to do. Like, let's say hypothetically, if I put in a hypnosis script, yeah, you're going to bark like a dog every time you hear the word money. If your subconscious mind was like, yeah, we're not bored with that. It's just going to dismiss it. It uh, it can't take on things that are not aligned um, and that it's like moral with ethical with yeah so it's like it's impossible to be made to do things and you are actually in control the entire time you're not like zonked out or anything like that it just feels like 
yeah, like a light sleep or going to like a deep meditation. So is it almost like, um, like you said, you're kind of quieting the conscious mind, that ego and everything. So it's almost like you're, you're working on making louder the voices that are already there. Yeah. Yeah. And I say all the time, like, you don't need me. Like I'm literally just there as a guide because everything we're working with is already inside of you. Right. So it's like, it's just the, yeah, like that's the beauty of it. It's just the conscious mind we tend to think runs the show because we're overanalyzing, we're overthinking like all these things, but, and that's only 5% of your mind. But the subconscious is 95%. And the majority of us do things or work with things um, like reading books, personal development programs, which is all conscious mind. Mm -hmm. But it's like when we can actually get into the subconscious, it's stuff that already lies within you. We just kind of need to like wake it up a little bit. And if there are beliefs that are no longer serving you, Mm -hmm. we get to reprogram them. Wow. Oh, that's really, really cool. So Oh, that's really cool. So in the example of where I was saying I had this self-sabotage cycle, you know, a lot of the things I know that would come up, is like, oh, I'm never going to be good enough. I'm, you know, I'm I'm always going to end up in the pantry face first in the chocolate chips. I'm never going to achieve my goals. And and it's not just like, oh, I'm never going to achieve my weight loss goals. Like for me, it was very much like I'm never going to be mentally strong enough. I'm never going to be good enough. Like those are the things that you know, it's unearthing what those are, reprogramming those and kind of giving a microphone to the subconscious belief that I, that we are worthy. Is that, did I get that right? Yeah. Most, so most people will come to me for like this one thing mm-hmm. for hypnotherapy mm-hmm. and whatever they come to me for is never the real problem. <sighs> it's a symptom or behavior of something else. Like you said, I'm not good enough. Yeah. I'm not worthy. Uh, I'm not deserving. I'm not lovable. Like that's usually the real problem, but it manifests and presents itself in these symptoms or behaviors, like being an overachiever, um, self-sabotaging patterns and those patterns or this being an overachiever. Cause I think I actually just did a piece of social media content on it because I was an overachiever my whole life. Everything stems majority of the time between the ages of zero to seven years old. Because your conscious mind isn't formed yet. And so everything's taken in subconsciously and we're attaching meaning to that. So like, I don't know if like you were picked last on a dodgeball or like kickball team in gym class, we're making that mean something like, well, people don't like us or I'm not good enough. And then there'll be other situations in adulthood, which will like seem like that instance. And then we go back to like, oh, we made that mean I'm not good enough or no one likes me. Um, so yeah, everything, usually every belief is typically formed between zero and seven. And that's how we're operating today. And that that's wild. And I get shivers when you said that, because it's like, I find as well in the, in the work that I do with women, it's like, we often really fixate on small problems to, because we're not either ready or, or capable of handling the things actually behind it. And when you start to dig down in there, you're like, oh, this isn't the issue at all. This is the issue. It's fascinating. So, wow. So when you start to, you know, I'm, I hope I don't jump ahead here, but when you start to work with someone, you know, is that the conversation that you have ahead of time before you move in, like to try to unearth what the larger things are? Yeah. So I will, I'll typically work with people in six session packages. Okay. I don't do one-offs just because it doesn't allow us the space. I truly believe in a digging in to get context. I need to Mm -hmm. have a little bit more of a background of 
your life events and your life experiences because it connects the dots. And then the client starts to have these like aha moments of like how their childhood and things have like shaped into like what they're experiencing today. So I really believe in that like deep dive context, a release, like a release of negative stuck emotions that are attached to what's going on, a release of limiting decisions. And then we start building towards um, the future that they want. So we don't even get into hypnosis until like the third session. But in that first, like I'll always do complimentary consults with people. But in that first session, we're like diving deep. And then within that, it's really clear what the real problem Mm. is. Because it's like, sure, I can can give you a hypnosis for... um, let's just say the self-sabotaging patterns. But if we're not getting to the root of like what's causing those Mm self-sabotaging patterns, it's like something else will just pop up in its place. So it's like, I want to prevent something else from popping up for you. So cool. Do you find, that's so fascinating. Do you find that there are, like, are there more common patterns in women than men? Are there more common, like commonalities in women of a certain age? So I guess more of what I'm asking, if we're we're trying to tailor this conversation to women in perimenopause in this like Mm -hmm. midlife phase, are there more common things and themes that you see? Um, There can be. So I do primarily work with women. I've had a couple of male clients. So I won't speak in terms of men because I've had a couple, but I feel like not enough to maybe like notice a trend with, with my working with them. So in typically working with women, the I mean, the main things, worthiness is typically the biggest, the biggest thing that I work on. Um, but they don't know that when they come to me, but that's what we actually unpack together. Yeah. And then with women in, in um premenopause, there's a lot of like physical symptoms mm-hmm. that are presenting themselves, right? It was like brain fog, anxiety, mm-hmm. uh, like poor sleep, sleep disturbances, stuff mm-hmm. like that, weight gain um, specifically. And those can all be tied back to a lot of the same, like the worthiness that I'm not good enough. Um, yeah. 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 I can, I can definitely understand like, cause I, I know like hormonally, like the, one of the biggest causes of the hormonal imbalance or the suffering that we experience these symptoms you're talking about in perimenopause is, is stress. And it's stress. A lot of the times that come from something deeper, right? That subconscious piece. And, and yes, it might be the reason we end up making choices that add to that issue, but it's uncovering that, you know, that deeper piece that's so powerful. Um, let's talk about that worth piece for a little bit, because why do you think that, uh, why do you think that is for women? There's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of different events and experiences I've heard from, from various people. One, um, one I can share, like one client, this actually just came up last week. She was the baby of her siblings. Mm-hmm. And so they were, I don't say much older, but there's a, a pretty good age age gap between them. And so a lot of the time she kept hearing things like, uh, well, she couldn't play with their toys or she couldn't hang out with her brother and his friends or her sister and her friends. So there was always this feeling of not being good enough or not being worthy of like the siblings attention. And then stuff was going on with the mom and we never, it never clicks that that's what's happening. Yeah. Right. And so then it starts, it gets kind of like stored away. And then presents itself in like later adult situations in life. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just like one example of like what came up for her last week. So just like not feeling worthy of 
even things with like her siblings and like things with her parents. And then that was also coming up in friendships now as an adult. Wow. That's so interesting. Yeah, I agree. I think that worthiness, it's, it's runs really deep in women, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. And there was so many different events and experiences can yeah. contribute to that depending on who is around you when yeah. you're growing up from family, caretakers, teachers, like it could be like anyone and anything. Yeah. Yeah. So it's almost like, like that theme is there, but the, the cause of the theme or the pieces that reinforce the theme are going to be different. And then how it presents is going to be different. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, like how does, how do you think, how does someone know if hypnotherapy is a good option for them and does it not work on some people? Yeah. So I always say, um, I, there's like three things that will, Anybody can be hypnotized. However, when it comes to being like, okay, I'm going to take that next step on my journey, I would say there's like three things. Number one, first and foremost, like you need to be in trust of who you're working with. Yeah. Um, that's like, I would never take any offense if someone's like, oh, like you're not the right fit for me. It's, it's your journey, not my journey. Like you got to feel good about who you're working with. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes if people have come to me for a consult and they've done hypnotherapy in the past, especially women they'll say, cause they'll say, Oh, like, what was your experience like before? And they'll say it was, they worked with a male hypnotherapist. And I think a lot of the times that can present itself as, um, potentially it not being successful. Cause you just need to think like, I just need to be in, in trust with this. You with feel this safe. Person. Mm-hmm. You need to feel safe. So that's first and foremost, um, one, you need, or two, you need to really want the change. It's mm-hmm. like, you really want the change you're desiring and three, you're just going to be open to the process. Yeah. Yeah. That's is sometimes the hardest piece. And I wonder if that's something that kind of comes in, mm-hmm. in our subconscious is like recognizing that things are a process and yeah. that it, that you have to kind of trust, like be open, but just trust that that process, that things are still happening, even when we're not seeing the results at exactly in the moment. Right. That's almost like when the work is happening, I think. Yes. And so, so I try to be super communicative with my clients and transparent in terms of like, okay, we're doing this because X, Y, Z. Great. And then we're moving into this next session to do this because of X, Y, Z. So even from the consult, they have a really good understanding of of my process and what it's going to do for them. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I think sometimes when we go into things that are unknown, I mean, of course we're going to be apprehensive about that. Yeah. 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 Unknown. So I think the more that I can share that helps them. Um, And in terms of I think the first question was like, people, like, how do they know if it's that next step? Usually yeah. I'm not the first choice or like the first consideration or right. option, right? Mm-hmm. We do all the normal things we typically do. Yeah. Um, and I find most people get to a point where they're kind of like fed up and they're like, real. they've done all the things. Um, and it's not to say they don't work, but it's not sustainable or successful long-term because- yeah. You're doing the conscious logical things that make sense. Yeah. But if your beliefs in the background are still, I'm not good enough, I'm not whatever that is, yeah. it's gonna be really hard to continue sustaining and be successful at those steps that you're taking. Yeah. That's so oh funny. yeah. I'm I'm almost like a last resort for a lot of people, I feel like. <laughs> Well, but you're right. Like it makes sense because, because we're led so much by that conscious piece. It's like, let's start there, let's start there. And then when you start to realize, like you said, I think that's 
the biggest thing that I always realized too. It's like, we can, we can consciously push ourselves. Like I could make it from Monday to Thursday, but by Thursday, it's like those, that's when those beliefs, that's when that deeper meaning and deeper truth kind of needs to kick in to carry us for the rest of the marathon. I think a hundred percent. Do you still, do you, do you do your hypnotherapy on yourself? Do you go see oh, yeah. someone or you just do it on yourself? Oh yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll listen to like my own audios. It's funny. I was just sharing on, I think my Instagram stories today. So like, I'm a very big believer in like embodying the work that you do. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm always doing subconscious reprogramming, um, in some, in some capacity, but what I hadn't been doing the past two weeks was like listening to a hypnosis or hypno breath work. Um, and so I did, I did make time for that this morning, but oh yeah, I'll like listen to mine all the time. And then I, um, I have my mentors and my trainers and yeah. then sometimes I'm in sessions with them too. Oh, that's so cool. Is it like for you, especially at this level, is it like a, a practice like that you do every single day or you work on trying to do every single day or is there a cadence that, yeah. well, actually maybe here's a better start. How does it like, if, what would someone expect when they decide to do hypnotherapy, like with you and like in terms of before, during and after, I know you talked about six sessions. That's a really good question. So I, I try not to make it. So it's, like too much on your plate. Cause I'm like super realistic about yeah. people's schedules. Yeah. Um, so we'll have six sessions. Again, we probably don't get to hypnosis until like the third. So right. f- between the third and the sixth session, the only part of the sessions I record, cause they're all via zoom is if we're in a hypno breath work, if we're in a hypnosis session, I'll record that. So you get the copy of the audio oh. and so then your task to listen to that a certain amount of times before we meet again. Okay. I don't do every day because I don't think that's realistic for yeah. more people. Yeah. I like to say at least twice a week um, because with subconscious reprogramming, like anything, if you go to the gym, you need repetition, right? So yeah. like, you need repetition. Yeah. With subconscious reprogramming. Two times a week, at least. That's sort of the, exactly. yeah, that's what you right? need. Yeah, so that's good. How do we get as easy as possible? Um, so they'll get that. They'll get a couple other audios. But yeah, they get tools now to support them in their toolbox. So they'll have them passed when we're, when we're working together. Because my goal is, you don't need me for a long time. Um, but yeah, I like to keep it like, listen to it two times before our next session. And that's that's kind of what I do for myself right now. I might listen two to three times a week. A week, yeah. Okay. And do you feel like at this stage, are you sort of in maintenance mode? Or are you like, is it is it something where we're constantly working on like if we do nothing, do we slide back or do we stay where we are subconsciously? That's a good question. I, no, I don't think we slide back, but I like to think of, okay, like what am I focused on right now? Mm-hmm. And then if it's a specific area of focus, I'm going to focus on that for like at least two months. Or I might wake up and just be like, okay, I just need like something to like ground me, like some stress-free stuff right now. Um, but I, I mean... I'll be super transparent. I mean, we're always all working. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so right now what's pretty prevalent for me is um, my boyfriend has a 14 year old son. Okay. And because of my past and losing my mom at such a young age, I sometimes put this like wall up between Mm -hmm. me and people so that they can't get too close. And I've, I've certainly done that for him or, or with him, I should say, because I think I'm fearful of, well, if things don't work out, with my boyfriend in the, in the long run, I'm not just losing one, I'm losing two people. And like, yeah. that's definitely the loss of my mom. Yeah. Yeah. But like this whole like loss 
and abandonment thing. So I'm actually working on um, being more open and being more loving in that area. And it's not to say I'm not loving, but um, you should be mindful of like a child yeah. and like what they're going through, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I love that. I love, thank you for being so transparent there. That's a great example. Do you ever have people come to you that are like, I don't know what's wrong. I just don't feel great. Yeah. Some, yeah, some people. And so my goal, because with hypnosis and with subconscious reprogramming, we want to get really specific. Right. Because that's not, it's going to be such a disservice to you. If I was just Mm -hmm. like, sure, like let's, let's work together. And then we have no idea like what we're actually working towards. Yeah. Uh, So I want you to know what you're working towards. And so those are all questions like I'll ask because your success and your definition of that could be very different than my definition of success for you. So that's why I need to know what yours is because that's where I want to get you. Mine means nothing in the long run. Um, So yeah, it's just a lot of clarifying questions. Yeah. And so that's the the first three sessions are really focused in and around that. Like you said, understanding, you know, their, you know, the struggle, the challenge, what their, you know, their version of success is so that you can, when you go into hypnosis, you can start to, yeah, reprogram those pieces, I guess. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of like emotions too, because there might be a lot of like stuck emotions. And uh, the second session is like super powerful because we actually go back on your subconscious timeline and release a lot of the emotional charge behind let's say like anger Mm. sadness fear and it's not to say you'll never feel those emotions you're human Mm -hmm. but you release the emotional charge so when you feel them again it's a neutral energy yeah and that allows you to take different actions than what you've been doing and like that session in itself is like that's where a lot of shifts start right sorry is is hypnotherapy and like excuse my naive brain here but is hypnotherapy like a modality like like psychotherapy for example where it's just a different way of getting in there is, is what you're saying or are there times where as a hypnotherapist you're like okay i think there's going to be someone else like better suited for what has come up here or what you're struggling with yeah so th- they're both very different and i don't want to speak on behalf of like psychotherapy sure. definitely not my zone of yeah. genius Yeah. But when it comes to um, a lot of even like talk therapy, Mm -hmm. like I always say to people, like if you can like pair talk therapy with subconscious reprogramming or hypnotherapy, it's like a game changer because you do need to get the thoughts in your head. Like you need to speak them out. (laughs) Like that's so, that's so important. Yeah. Um, And then you also need to address the beliefs because what's not happening a lot specifically in just like talk therapy is the addressing the beliefs component. It's just the talking, talking, talking. Um, So a lot of times I'll work with um, therapists. I'll work with psychotherapists, depending on what a client is going through. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But the more that we can partner as their team, like that's going to be what really supports someone. The only, um, the only way I actually won't work with a client is, um, so like someone diagnosed with psychosis, okay. hypnosis is actually like, it's, it's not recommended for them. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So that's why like being referred to like whoever. Yeah. Path- yeah. I was just trying yeah. to Very grasp important. the concept of the modality and, um, um, and another random question here. I'm sorry, but I just, they keep coming up. I love them. Do you, or is, is it always a one-to-one thing with hypnotherapy or is there like hypnotherapist to couples ever or hypnotherapy, oh, yeah. you know? 
Yeah. So what's very cool about the work I'm trained in, this is just not the area that like I'm going into, but there's like, um, there's something called like a family therapy model where you can work with couples. There was one woman who I went through my training. She was going to be working with couples and families. You can also take kind of the same setup and tailor it to like a corporate setting. When you think of getting, like, if we were talking about like a couple, um, well, like think about in a relationship and you hear someone being like, well, you just don't see what the problem is. Like you just don't see what the problem is. And they're telling you, how they process, like the best way they communicate, they're using the word like see, which is more like a visual yeah. uh, type of communication. But then the other partner's like, you're just not like hearing me. Like you're not hearing oh. me at all. They're more like an auditory. Yeah. So like, you can start doing things by like getting them on the same page with their internal, um, I'm sorry, their, their system preferences or of how they like to communicate. Cause like, that's a huge piece there. And then uh, like eliciting their values, like their beliefs, um, their different strategies for things. Because a lot mm-hmm. of times when we're like not getting along with someone, it's like our strategies, the way in, in which we feel love, the way in which we give love, um, the way we communicate. But yeah, you can do it. You can do a couples. And then obviously, like once you go through that whole process, you can start bringing in hypnosis for more of like the visioning and reprogramming component of like what they want, maybe their relationship to look like in the future. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I think such, it's cool. A, such a diverse modality, isn't it? That way where it's <laughs> like, oh, I love this, Julie. Thank you so much. This has been incredible. I feel like we've learned like what hypnotherapy is and isn't like what, how it can actually impact us, especially in this phase. Cause we know what I know about perimenopause is that in our brain during this time, the shifting of our hormones really makes us much more aware of things that are bothering us. Now, I really, I almost think of it. I love metaphors, but for me, it's like all of a sudden when you hit midlife, your hormones are shifting where you are no longer seriously driven to reproduce. Like it's not the main driver anymore. So now we become really aware of the things that in our life. And so I I think it could be a really cool time for people to be exploring this. I think it's why women are now all of a sudden more bothered by certain things like physiologically and emotionally, because we don't have that driver kind of over consuming um, at all times. So what a really amazing conversation to have. Thank you for sharing today. Can you like how can you share some tips for women who might be interested in learning more or how do they learn more from you specifically? Yeah. So there's one thing too, like, cause I think one of the most common things with women can also be like hot flashes. Yeah. So with hypnosis or subconscious reprogramming, there can be tools, even if it's just like an audio or whatever it is to, um, regulate hot flashes by managing how temperatures are perceived and regulated in the brain. So like, that's something you can actually do with hypnosis, which is pretty wild. Oh, um, that's really cool. It's really cool. But like the one tip I always love to share and it's something anybody can do anywhere is, um, visualization. And I'm sure so many people have heard of visualization, but it's a form of subconscious reprogramming, whether it's like first thing in the morning or like right before you're going to go to sleep at night. Um, just because your brain waves have slowed down. So you're a little bit more tapped into the subconscious mm-hmm. rather than like being in like your everyday waking state is like, just take a couple minutes and visualize, like, how do you want to feel? Not like throw out everything you don't want, but like strictly positively stated, how do you want to feel? Like, how do you want to be going about your day? Like start getting like really clear because your subconscious doesn't know the difference between reality and imaginary. So if you can start painting this crystal clear image, 
Um, again, just take like a minute first thing in the morning, right before you yeah. go to bed. Like that's like one of the best things you can do for yourself. What a cool tip. I think that's amazing because it, it, you know, you're right. It sort of almost like sets up your day. And if your subconscious is more aware of that, it really, it's like, yeah, you're doing your own reprogramming at that time. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to present more opportunities to you because it's going to think it's real. Yeah. And then it'll present more opportunities to manifest for you. Oh, I love that. That's so cool. I have like a hundred more questions for you. And I'm (laughs) sure there's going to be some questions that come up. We're going to have to have Julie back on here, you guys. So have questions around this, you know, submit them, send them in to me, um, DM them to me on Instagram or, or drop them in the period whisperer community. But Julie, how do we find, I know I follow you on Instagram. I love what you put out there. It's so interesting. And I think this is obviously a modality I'm going to start exploring, but how, what is the best way for us to contact you? If someone wants to learn more, if they want to have a consult. Yeah. I want to say it's a Instagram right now. So it's um, julie.m.costa. Just like find me on there. Yeah. Message me. Yeah. Costa with a C. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm always there in my DMs. I'm always happy to chat. Uh, right now, I just don't have my complimentary console link up there just because of like this transition period of like figuring out my calendar for next year. Um, but I'll be up there soon, but just reach out. I'm an open book. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate you and what you do and how you help women and, and other people. Um, mm-hmm sisters go out to be more in your life and not just less on a scale and do the morning and the evening check-in take the time to visualize you know how you want to feel and who you want to be and just see after a couple of weeks how that changes for you and let and let me and julie know because i would like to yeah. learn more from you Amazing. and i'll share too if if there are free resources anybody wants like i send a free audio every month to my email community. Oh, so whether it's like awesome. confidence, motivation. Yeah. Like that's always like my free gifts to everybody. Um, so just like find me on Instagram. I'll let you know how to like join that email list, but you get free tools every month. Like it's my gift to you. Uh, I'm going to put, I'll put all of this. I'll put the Instagram. I'll put the link for that for you to get on your newsletter um, and everything we need to know about Julie in the, in the comment section of here. So just swipe up and grab that. And uh, thanks again, Julie. And we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you so much for joining me on the Period Whisperer podcast. I want to encourage you to reach out to me directly and message me if there are topics or things you're struggling with so we can address those right where you are at. And of course, if you loved this episode, if you learned something, make sure to share it with your friends and please rate and review it wherever you get your podcasts.